Yes. Okay, we're up to the Daf Memvav Amid Aleph. We're uh, two lines into the page. Um, as always, I, I forget to say it's Zichanish uh, Rosh Hashem and Alevi, and the other ones that we send out every day for the dedication. Um, okay, we said in yesterday's Daf there was a machlekes as to what level Shmira is necessary or required or suffices for a muad. So according to Rav Meir, you need a high level Shmira. According to Rav Yehuda, a basic level Shmira. And then you have Rav Eliezer who says the only Shmira is killing it, meaning there is no level Shmira. If a muad attacks, you have to pay regardless of the level Shmira that you uh, that you do. So says the Gemara, my time with Rav Eliezer. What's Rav Eliezer's shita based on? Tamakra, the Pasa says, Velayish Mirenu, you didn't guard it. Meaning, if a muad attacks and you didn't guard it, you have to pay. Velayish Mirenu is Shuv Enlo Shmira. Velayish means not that you didn't guard it, there is no Shmira. Velayish Mirenu, Shmira low. There is no Shmira for such a guarding. Meaning, anything a muad does, there is nothing you could do to exempt yourself. Once it gets to the point of a muad and it attacks, I don't care, you locked it up with chains, doesn't matter. Velayish Mirenu, Ain Khan Shmira. Here's the problem. If you're going to teach the words lo yishmerenu as ein kan shmira, the Pasuk also says regarding a pit, velo yachisena, you didn't cover it. Now translate it the same way. Ein kan kisoi, meaning no matter what you do to a pit, you're, you're always going to be responsible. Right? Velo yishmerenu means that no matter what you do by a mood, you're responsible. If you're going to translate it that way, that would mean the same thing by a pit. No matter what you do, you're responsible. So you could have a pit and you could cover it up with cement. And then if something, a meteor hap, a meteor falls down, breaks it open, and someone falls in, I'm responsible? Of course not. So how could you translate V'lo Yishmerano meaning? Ein kan shmira klal, that there's no way to guard it. Then if you translate it like that, it should be by a pit. Lo yichesenu ein kan klal, it's impossible to cover, but that's not true. You're potter by an onus, by a pit. So if you're translating it, that you're chayev by an onus, by a, a, a muad, because V'lo Yishmerano includes onus, then lo yachisenu should include onus by a pit, and that's not true. So the Gemara says, according to you, that that's how you're translating. V'lo yishmerenu means, shmira lo, that there's no way to guard it. So then input that same thing, v'lo yachisenu. The Apostle says regarding a pit that you didn't cover, does that also mean that according to you, this is how you're supposed to read it? In kain kisoy klal, there's no way to cover a pit? Meaning, and if you say, yeah, that if you cover a pit, regardless of what happens to it, you're responsible. That's not true. If you cover a pit properly, and mamashan oinus happens, that someone falls in, I don't know how they fell in, mamashan oinus, I'm potter. So how could you translate Vlayishmar in one way and Vlayish in another way? So the answer is, that's not the reason why Revelias. Revelias a shita that you can't guard. Revelias a shita that you can't guard. Uh, a muad is not because of a lo yishmirenu. Lo yishmirenu doesn't mean that. You know why he holds you can't guard a, a muad? You're not allowed to own a muad. The Gemara says, very simply put, you're not supposed to own a muad. The Gemara continues, You're not supposed to own a wild animal, meaning once it gets to a muad, your responsibility, you're not supposed to own it anymore. You're supposed to sell it or kill it. The fact that you own it is the chiv. So I don't care what you did. Oh, I guarded it. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be in your possession. Once the animal's proven to be a muad. So this is a dog, a dog that's wild. Kelevra. If a dog attacks people, you're not allowed to keep it in your home. Doesn't matter. So it's, it's like having a rickety ladder in your home. Okay. All right. 
new Mishnah. The Mishnah deals with a Shaila of Hezek. Well, we're not sure. We're not sure whether you did it. It has two cases. We're not sure how much damage you did. And secondly, we're not sure how many damagers there were. Let, let me explain. Case number one. My ox gores a cow that was pregnant. Kills the pregnant cow. I show up. There's a dead cow and there's a dead fetus next to it. There's two options of what happened. My ox might have killed her while she was pregnant and then the fetus came out afterwards. So I'm responsible for both the mother and the fetus. Or maybe she gave birth right before the attack. There's no cameras, right? Maybe she gave birth right before the attack and, the, and, and Hashem killed her and the baby died. Not my responsibility. Then my ox just killed the, 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 the mother. So my ox definitely killed the cow. I'm not sure whether my ox also killed the baby. Again, there's no, there's no cameras. I, I know that she went behind the fence. She was pregnant. 20 minutes later, my, I hear my ox hitting her. I come back. She's dead. Fetus is dead next to it. Either my ox killed her and the fetus, or the fetus died. She had given birth to a stillborn. I'm not responsible for that. So either I have to pay for an ox and a baby, or just an ox. Uh, a cow and a baby, or just a cow? You understand? So what do you do when you're not sure? So it should be, I don't have to pay for it. But what does the Mishnah say? I don't know whether the, uh, the cow gave birth before the goring or after. You pay for the cow. You pay for the cow because it's a tam. So you pay the full, full damage. And then you pay half. No, it's a mood. The case is a tam. So you pay full. You pay half damages for the, for the cow. And then for the baby, you pay a quarter. Meaning, let's say the baby is worth $100. So if I'm responsible, I'll have to pay 100 If I'm not responsible, I'll pay zero. So you pay 50 bucks. Half. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say chazak? Well, chazak is there. The, the baby's there. The baby's right there. It's not chazak. Fifty or twenty-five. The baby. The the the. Uh, uh, for the cow. So let's say the cow's worth hundred dollars. I pay fifty. Right. And let's say the fetus is worth fifty bucks. I pay twenty-five. No, no, no. I'm sorry. If the fetus is worth hundred dollars, I pay twenty-five. Okay. So you so, pay. So the obvious question is why is not how most oh, So you see from this sugya, this sugya is following the shita of sumchus. Right. We've had it before that sumchus does not believe in hamotzimichavurai. He believes in mamon hamutu basafik yachloku. That whenever there's a question, you split it. So this fetus, again, I, the owner of the ox, say the damage for the fetus is fifty bucks. It's worth hundred. So if I kill the ox, I pay fifty. You're claiming I I owe you fifty. I claim I owe you zero. Split it twenty five. That's that's the point. So this Mishnah follows Sumchis. That moment, Amutah Basafik is Yechloiko as opposed to Hamotzi Mechavel Avarai. And that's what basically the Daf is going to talk about the concept of Mechavel Avarai. But there's no even for the first, the cow itself. The cow, everyone agrees I killed. There's no question. I, 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 I heard it, or, or they, they saw they saw the ox getting off the cow, and you could tell, but we just don't know if the fetus was born before that. There's no Edom for it. So, okay, that's the first case. Now, the second case is a, is, is a reverse case. What if the cow is the one who did the damage? So here's the deal. It's a pregnant cow. The cow did the damage. The Gemara says like this. You have a cow that ran into an ox. And afterwards, the cow, the baby was born. So here's the question. They both could be alive. Here's the question. It's the same question. When was the baby born? I'll tell you why. I'm the owner of the ox. It's your cow. 
you attack my you attack my ox. So if the baby is born already before, so then I could only collect, right? There's a cap of 50%. So I could only collect it from the attacking animal. Now, if the baby was born before, I can't collect it from the fetus, just from the cow. If the baby, if the mother was pregnant at the time, then I could collect it from both. So it's a similar type of question, but it's the reverse. It's I'm collecting from the cow and from the fetus. So what's the halacha? I don't know when the baby was born. Again, if the baby was born already, then she was not involved in the attack. I can't collect money from her. I can't. But, but that's a machlokas too, whether you, uh, you show in of the value of the mazik, right? However you figure it out, whether it's percentage or the value, the baby was born, she wasn't involved. Right. She was b'chalal not involved. She's a bystander, then she's not involved. Right. Then it's just ox and cow. But if you say that the baby, the, the cow was pregnant, so then I, the owner of the ox, can collect from not only from the cow, but from the baby as well. And that's, there's more money in there. So I obviously would want the baby to be pregnant. As the owner of the ox, I want to be able to collect from multiple options. Now, what is the now what does the Mishnah say? What's the halacha? Again, we're not following Hamotz Mechavar, right? We're going with Sumchas. So, Mishtalum Chatsi Nezek Menapara, you collect half damages from the cow, Ravia Nezek Menavlad, and Kora damages from the Vlad. Now, what's strange about that is, that would mean my ox got hurt, it's $100 worth of damages. So, Chatsi Nezek Tatam, I'm entitled to 50 bucks. It says, I collect 50 bucks from the cow and 25 bucks from the baby. Why am I getting $75? It says I'm collecting chatzin ezek, uravian ezek. So I'm, I'm getting $75. It's a, bit, it's a bit strange. So just put that, put that aside. The Gemara will address that. If you actually look at the Lushen of the Mishnah, it implies that I'm getting chatzin ezek from the cow, so I'm getting, I'm good. And then I also get quarter percent from the, from the fetus. So that's, I'm getting 75%. I shouldn't be getting 75%, I should be getting 50%. Why is this not a Stam Mishnah, and then, therefore, according to Red Mayer, somehow, or... Why do we, I know it makes sense... I would assume... It's it a great question. Simplest, it's a great question. I would assume this is one of those. I don't know all shas, but I'm sure it's a stam v'yachach hamachlokas. I'm sure there are other mishnayos and shas that deal with it. But the point is, this mishnah deals with, as you pointed out very nicely, this mishnah is very clearly not following hamotzim mechavel It's following simchas. Says the gemara, Amar Yudam Shmuel This mishnah, which says you split the money, that's in doubt, and you don't say that the burden of proof is on is on the the plaintiff. That is Sumchas. Because Sumchas is sheet is always that whenever there's an argument how much money is owed, you split it. This is the major rule. See, according to the Chachamim, I, I would not be able to collect. I mean, in the, in the first case, let's say, right? The first case, I my ox gored your cow. You're claiming your cow was pregnant at the time. I'm claiming it's not pregnant. Burden of proof is on you. I'm not paying a penny. Sumchas says split it. I'm not paying a penny according to the Chab. Because I'm a Sumchah You want the money from me? Prove it. I am holding on to the money. You want to take it from me? You better take it from me. So you're going to have to prove it. The burden of proof is on the plaintiff. Now, notice how when the Chab said the Kansa of Motsim Chavaraya, they said Zekla Gadol Bedin. A big rule. What were the Chacham adding by saying Zekal Gadabedin? So, two things. First of all, even if the damaging, the plaintiff says, I'm 100% confident, and the defendant's like, not sure, still You saying you're confident is not enough. I don't care, you got to prove it. You just being Bari and me being Shema is irrelevant. 
Okay, that's the first reason why they said Zechal Gadol, meaning Zechal Gadol means you always use this rule, even if it's Bari and Shema. Secondly, Inami Secondly, they wanted to include the following case. Now this case is they wanted to include Shmuel's case. A very interesting case, and we're going to see, we're going to explain the case properly. In the very end, you'll see that Shmuel is a believer of Amosach Averaya, even when it goes against Rov. Meaning, let's say Rov says one thing. Let's say in this case, I, I don't know. Let's say you, I don't know the exact case in this case. I know the case coming up, but let's say in the pregnant case, right? You could prove how the majority of cows were pregnant at the time. I, I, whatever, it's, it's not a Meshachman's case. So the majority, the Rov tells you, I'm guilty. Still, not good enough. How so? I sell you an ox, and it turns out it's a mood. So you want your money back. Right? Again, I sell Gavin an ox. And you knock on my door, and I say, like, hey, this, this ox is a mood. I just checked on the records. This ox is a mood. I want my money back. So Rav says, Rav says, give the money, money's back. It's a mekachtois. You did not buy it, assuming. It was a mood because a mood is, is a big headache. Nobody wants a mood. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, No, how much I'm not giving you money back. Why? I think you bought it for meat. Right? Mood is only a, a mood only matters if you're keeping the ox for plowing. If you're buying it to slaughter because you're making a chasana, what's the difference if it's a mood or not? So you're claiming you want your money back because it's a mood, it's a mechachtai. So I'm like, you were cool with it being a mood. You were buying it for, uh, you're making a chasana. You were buying for the suda. And you're like, I wasn't. And I'm like, no, I think you were. That, by the way, what we're going to explain in a moment, even if the majority of people buy oxen, not for meat, because think about it, I mean, it happens to me in Europe, just agav, you know, in America, nobody, not nobody, a lot of people don't eat uh, like uh, Hebrew national hot dogs or triangle K, right? It's not glot. In America, we're makbid on glot. In Europe, they didn't actually eat glad all the time. Are you not? Oh my God. Oh my God. I, it's so hard to get. Thank God there's a lot of people at the Shulon Shops. So I have to catch you for a minute. The point is so, the, 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 no, so what, why is it that, 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 uh, that they used to not be makbid on glad in Europe? It's very simple. Which meat was used for shechita? Not the healthy cows. Not the milk cows. The, the ones that they shechted were the ones that were dying and older. Not like dying, dying, but the old aging cow that they couldn't have milk anymore, or the oxen that couldn't plow, they would shecht it. They would have a lot of problems. That's why it was much harder. They weren't, they weren't taking healthy steers and shechting. That's just not what they did. It, it was too hard. To do so over here, Shmuel says, I sell you a cow, and you come to the next day, you say, it's a muad. And I said, well, you bought it for meat. Even if the majority of people buy oxen, not for meat, I'm not so Let's speak it inside. So I might. Now let's, let's, let's figure out the case that Rav and Shmuel are arguing. Rav again says, get your money back. You get your money back. And Shmuel says, no, you don't. You have to prove that you bought the meat, that you bought it for plow. Well, what's the case? What if this is a guy? Is this a guy that only buys meat, uh, buys cows for plowing or only buys meat for, for, for uh, meat selling? Let's say he's, a, I don't know, a meat company, whatever. There's a meat company, uh, Glicks, let's say. They sell meat, whatever. I don't know. If this is the owner of Glicks, he's clearly buying it for, for meat. That's, that's what he does for a living. So then I, 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 that's the proof. Or if he's a, a farmer that only buys meat for plowing, 
So the Gemara says, The case is, he's the average guy who buys for both. I don't know, he's not like, it's not like everyone knows of him being one way or the other. He's the average guy, he buys for both. Well, once you just look at the cost, wasn't it a lot cheaper to buy meat for eating, to buy a cow for, you go to like one of these, uh, you know, one of these auctions, the, the ox for plowing and the ox for eating is probably not the same price. It's probably much cheaper to buy meat for a cow for eating than an ox for plowing. So just look at what he, what the price was. That should be pretty indicative. The answer is, The case is that the cost of meat is high and it costs the same. The cost of meat is so high that it's it would be the same to buy an ox. There's a shortage on cows. Buying a cow, it doesn't matter what the, you're buying it for, the cost is the same. The cost is very, very high. Okay, Amri, go to the next page. Well, one more thing. This machleg is Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, get your money back. Shmuel says, you're not getting your money back. Let me ask you a question. If the guy, just one quick point. It's not really a cash. The Gemara just wants to make a po- quick point. If the guy has no other money, there's no machlegas, right? Again, I, I sell an ox to Gavin for $1,000. He shows up at my door the next day and he says, oh, you sold me a mood. So Rav says, give me his money, give his money back. Shmuel says, no, 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 you hold on to that, you prove it. Now, so according to Rav, I'm supposed to take the ox back and give his money back. What if I don't have any money? So you'll keep the ox as payment. So <laughs> there'll be no difference. If I have no other way to pay you, there'll be no practical, right? Rav says, get your money back, which means Gavin gives me back my item, I give him the cash. What if I don't have cash? So what is he going to do? He's going to keep the ox as payment. <laughs> Right? What, what if someone owes you money? Right? You always think about this. Like every time you go, like, oh, I want my money back. Well, if you don't, if I don't have any money, you're just going to keep the item as payment. So it can't be the cases where I have no money because if I have no money, there's no difference. You're just going to keep. So Shmuel says you're going to keep it because you can't prove it otherwise. Rob says you're going to keep it as payment, but the sale is really null and void. It's a nafkamina. It's a nafkamina. The Gemara says, The case is where he has money. So Rav says, give him his money back. And Shmuel says, no, I'm not giving him my money back. So the Gemara explains. Why does Rav say that it's a mekachtois? You go by Rav. The majority of oxen are purchased not for eating. So you go by Rav. Shmuel says, no. Says Shmuel, we go with Roy when it comes to Isura, not when it comes to money. wins. So when the Gemara said before, why did the Chachamim say, what they meant is, is such a strong rule, it overrides Roy. It beats Roy. Okay. Now, so by the way, so. Going back to the original pshat in the Gemara, when the Gemara said that our Mishnah, which says split it, it's dafka sumchas. But if but if you follow the Rabbanan, it will be hamotzim chalavarai. So the Brisa actually speaks out. The Brisa says our cases of our Mishnah, but instead of just saying sumchas, she brings bolshitas. The Brisa speaks this out. An ox gores a cow. And the fetus is on the side dead. We don't know if the fetus was, the cow was pregnant at the time of the attacks. We don't know if I have to pay for the fetus also. Some says split it. 
I'm not paying for the fetus. You prove it. You prove to me that the cow was pregnant. Until you prove to it, I'm not paying a penny. Maybe it's a clutch cash. So we have a so does that apply if it's a brisa? So it's a, it's not a klotz kasha. It's a machla. I think it's a big shaila. There's a sefer I have in my house. I can check it out. It's called Halichas Oilam. Halichas Oilam was one of the rules. It was written by the Rishonim where it gave rules of the Gemara, just rules, Rav and and the Stam and Stalkeish and all these things. I'll, I'll check out what they say. Um, close to there. You go. Gemara continues. How do I know that What's the source? Now, that's a strange question, because by the way, I would say, what do you need a source for? It's logical. The burden of proof should be on the one who wants the money. Like, why should, why should you have to defend yourself? I should have to... Isn't that... I think it's true in the legal system as well. The burden of proof is on the plaintiff. It's not on the defendant. So we need a pasuk for it. It should be logical. We'll get to that in a second. But says the Gemara, there is a proof. If you have a grievance, you'll go to Bezdin. If you have a grievance, you have to... Raya, you have to bring the proof. You have the grievance. You're the plaintiff. You have to bring the proof. Okay. You know, so, you, you would think that's Pashat, but nowadays, oh. like, you have the Me Too movement, and you don't have It is true, but I remember, it happens to be, I remember when I was on jury duty, and I was on a case, I remember them constantly, stuck. I remember them constantly saying, the burden of proof is not on the defendant. The burden of proof is on the plaintiff. The burden of proof is on the plaintiff. Right. So the Gemara says, Masko Rav Ashi, Halam Rav Ashi, what do you need a for? It's Pashat. Svarahu, the Koiv Koiv, Who goes to the doctor? Someone who's sick. Meaning, if you're healthy, you don't go to the doctor. So you, you want money from me? Why should I have to defend myself? I should have to de- go, go to court? I'm healthy. I got no problem. You're the one who's sick. You want money? You come to me. You prove it to me. Why should I have to defend myself? It doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, you're right. There's no source for it. It's Pasha. What is this Pasha referring to? Really, the Pasha is referring to another thing. Meaning like this. Um... So basically like this. How do I know the Gemara is, the Pasuk is not referring to the, the burden of proof being on the plaintiff. It's rather, you listen to the plaintiff first. What I mean is like this. Let's say the following case. I go to court, I take Gavin to court, and I say, you owe me $1,000. We had a loan, you owe me $1,000. And then Gavin's response in court is, of course, of, I owe you $1,000. You broke my window last year. That cost me $1,000. Meaning, he's not disputing it, he is counter-suing me for a different thing. The halacha is, we don't deal with his first. You deal with mine first. You go through my court case, and if I'm proven right, you have to pay me $1,000. Then we go to your decision-making, and then maybe it's possible I had broken your window the year before, and I will give you the money back. But we do not take your, we don't take the counter-suit first. We go Orderly, we go step by step. We go, my first, I'm suing you. Let's analyze whether that's correct. If I'm proven to be correct, pay me. Then we'll go to your countersuit. But we don't mix it up. We don't go like, well, let's figure out if there was a breaking of the glass a year before. No, 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 no. I sued you first. Aleph base. That's the rule. And that's the Pasuk, Yagash Aleim. You go step by step. You go by the proof first. You go by the, the order. Now the Gemara says, Amr Nadai, Pa'am Shin is talking the Hechidami, the Kazili Niximine. There is one time where we will go the countersuit first, and that if it's hurting your Parnasa. Meaning, let's say you're losing money, uh, you, you're in real estate, and you can't sell because people know. 
that you're embroiled in a court case of me, and because of this, uh, people are taking advantage. People are not paying you. They think that you're strapped for cash. In such a case, they'll deal with your case first. Meaning if, if overall your suit, your lawsuit is hurting you Parnassa-wise, we'll deal with you first. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess basically because, because again, I say you owe me money, and you say, what do you mean? You owe me money. And until we figure out that part, people are trying. People are not willing to pay full price for the real estate because they think you're strapped for cash. So deal with you first, then... Basically, in other words, if Bezin sees that it's hurting your over a Parnassa, we will go out of order. But generally, it's, it's, it's orderly. Okay, from here until the end of the daf, it's a little bit of the tricky part. It's not very difficult, but it's the math part. Okay, let's go with the second case of the Mishnah. Okay, second case of the Mishnah is like this. Your cow attacked my ox, did $100 worth of damage. It's a Tom. I'm owed 50 bucks. I claim your cow was pregnant at the time. So I could collect from the cow and from the fetus. You claim my cow had already given birth. You could only collect from my cow. So what did the Mishnah say? I collect chatzin nezek from your cow, 50 bucks, and a quarter nezek from the fetus, $25. So I'm getting 75 bucks. That doesn't make sense. It's $100 worth of damage. I should walk away with 50 bucks. So if I get chatzin nezek from you and revia nezek from the baby, I'm getting $75. That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, Kasha, chatzin nezek, revia nezek? Palga nezek, Why aren't you getting 50 bucks? Kula nezek, nechi revia mayavite. Why are you getting 75%? Why am I getting 75% of the damages? So two explanations. The first explanation is like this. I'm Rabaya. So Abaya says, it's not what you think. It's not actually 75%. You know what it is? It's 50% of the 50%. Meaning, okay, let me explain. My, your cow hurt my ox, did $100. This is the only thing you got to focus on. This is, this is little, your cow hurt my ox, did $100 worth of damage. I'm entitled to 50 bucks. Here's the case. Your cow and the fetus are owned by two different people. Mm. You had sold the fetus in utero, or you sold the ox minus the fetus, whatever it is. So the fetus belongs to you. The cow belongs to you. I'm owed $50 in damages. So here's the case, though. If I go to you and I say, I'd like $50, you're like, uh, cow is pregnant. I'm not paying full price. Go to Gavin. I go to Gavin, and Gavin's like, no, 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 I'm not pregnant. Go there. So what do I get? I don't get 50% from you. 50%, again, it's $100 worth of damage. I'm entitled to $50. The Mishnah says I get 50% chatzinezek from the owner of the cow. It's not $50. Chatzinezek is not chatzinezek. It's half of my claim. So I'm going to you asking for $50. You'll give me $25. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Because I want the full damages, which is $50, from you. You're claiming... The, the cow was pregnant at the time, so we're Shutfim. My animal did half of it. The fetus did part of it. Go to Gavin. So you're willing to give your half. So I get $25. I don't get the full 50. I get 25. Then I go to Gavin. And I say, Gavin, uh, I believe I'm entitled $25 from you. And Gavin says, uh, I don't think my, I don't think my, uh, my baby, the fetus was even there at the time. It was given birth already. I'll give you half that. So I get $12.50 from you. So I don't get $50. When you read the Mishnah, it sounds like I'm getting $75. you are not getting $75. You're getting half of the claim. So 50% is not 50%. You're getting $25. And 25% is not $25. You're getting an eighth. 
So instead of fifty dollars, I'm getting twenty-five from you and twelve and a half from you. I'm getting thirty-seven fifty. That's what the Mishnah means. Now the problem with that reading, again, I'm getting half from you because you, you're saying you have your. I have my claim, which is you owe me fifty dollars. Your claim is it's twenty-five and twenty-five, so I get twenty-five from you. I go to you and I say you owe me twenty-five, and you say I owe you zero because my the fetus wasn't even there at the time; it had already given birth. So you know what? Twelve and a half. So split, split, I get $37.50. Now the issue with that is the mission doesn't say that. The mission says 50% and 25%, but it's not really 50% and 25%. It's 25% and 12.5%. Shouldn't it be like 37.5% and 12.5%? That would add up to 50. But that's not what, um, correct. No, but, but it wouldn't work in the claims. If you think about it from the claims, I'm claiming the full damages from you. You're not willing to do that. Right, so You're splitting it. So I get 50% of the claim, which is because it's a half claim, it's 25%. And then I go to you and I say, I would like 25% from you. And you say, no, I'd give you half that, 12 and a half. So I get 37.5% total of my claim. So not 50%, not 75, I'm getting 37 and a half. Would the Chacham say uh, 37.5%? No, the Chacham would say even less. The Chacham would probably say 25% because it's just, this is because it follows Sumchus, the mom, they would just say Matzuch you're not going to get anything. If it's a mood, what's the baby? The baby a mood also a tam. Oh. Uh, that I don't know. Probably mood also. That's probably mood also. So, so let's see in the Gemara. 50% is not 50%. It's really 25%. And Ravia Benezek, and 25% is not really fear. It's Echon Meshmeina. It's 12.5%. Now the Gemara clarifies this is only true because the cow and the fetus are owned by different people. Meaning, if the cow and the fetus are owned by the same person, I go over to, okay, you own the cow and the fetus. I say, I'd like 50%. You're like, the baby wasn't pregnant. I'm, I don't care. It's, you own both. Give me 50%. This only works because you own the cow, you own the fetus. So when I go to you and I say, I'd like 50% of the damages. It's a Tom. You'd say, uh, go to Gavin because it was partners. So I get 25% of you. Then I go to you, I say, I'd like 25%. You're like, my cow wasn't even there. 12 and a half. Split it. That only works because it's owned by two different people. The Gemara clarifies. If the cow and the baby are owned by the same person, which is obviously the standard case. Then this conversation doesn't take place. Because I say to you, if Gavin owns both, I say to Gavin, I don't care your shtickle tires. Give me my money. Because your cow and the fetus, you own both. The, the, our discussion doesn't start. The case is, the case is where... Reuven owns the cow and Shimon owns the baby. And therefore, Reuven and Shimon are, I'm ping-ponging back and forth. I go to Reuven, I say, I say, your cow, uh, you know, cow damaged my ox. And you say, no, 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 it wasn't just my cow, it was the fetus also. Go to Shimon. And then Shimon says, it wasn't me at all, it was Reuven. And I'm, I'm going back and forth. Now, the Gemara clarifies one more point. Does it matter who I go to first? The Gemara, well, I mean, to me, I'm not really, what's the difference? It does. Why? You own the cow, you own the fetus. I go to you, and then you say, it wasn't just me, we were partners. Then I go to you, and you're like, I didn't do anything. Split it, split it. The Gemara says, The Gemara clarifies. It's interesting. The Gemara is going to reject this, at least. Uh, Ikadamni is going to reject it. The Gemara says, if you own the cow, and he owns the fetus, and I go to you first, I go to the owner of the cow first, you can't push me off. You, your animal's definitely chayev. Oh, yeah. You want to also say there was a partner. I don't know that there was a partner. Burden of proof now turns to you. The case is I went to you first, which means I'm acknowledging 
that it's not Gavin's entire fault. Like, Gavin owns the cow, you own the fetus. I go to the fetus first, the owner of the fetus first. That's my way of acknowledging there are partners here. Once you acknowledge their partners, you're going to play the game. The game is going to whittle you down to 37.5%. If I would have gone to you first and you own the cow and then you claim there's another partner and I say, I don't know about this other partner, I would get 100% from you. The case is I went to the owner of the fetus first. The Gemara says, to call them I went to the owner of the fetus, which means I acknowledge there's two separate owners and I acknowledge that there's partners here. So I'm already starting off, I weaken my position, basically. I weaken my claim. Now, some say no. Some say, According to some, it doesn't matter. Even if you go to the, the owner of the fetus first, the halach is the same. Why? Because you could say, I know the cow is waiting there for. Meaning, why didn't you go to the owner of the cow first? Not because I don't believe that the owner of the cow was. Just because I know he's there. I'd rather deal with the more complicated part first. But okay, Bikits or Nimrits, that's the case. Now, here's, um, we'll finish up this daf. Now, here's the problem with this mahalach. Amarava. So again, the Mishnah says, just to clarify, we'll end in two minutes. Mamish, two minutes. Again, your cow attacks my ox, does $100 worth of damage. It's a tom, so I'm owed 50 bucks. The Mishnah says, I get chatzin nezek from you and recorder nezek from you. So that's 50 plus 25. It's $75. Doesn't make any sense. Like, says, no, no, no. Chatzin nezek doesn't mean $50. I mean, chatzin nezek means half of my claim, 25%. And when I go to Gavin, and it says I get a quarter, I don't actually get a quarter, I get a half of a quarter, which is really an eighth, 12.5%. Does that, does that really, is that what the Mishnah says? No, that's not what the Mishnah says. The Gemara says, Does it say 25 and 12.5%? No, it says 50 and 25%. It's not what the Mishnah says. It's a very nice shikol type. It's not what the Mishnah says. So you know what the Gemara says? Very simply. You know the answer is very simple. The case is very simple. The case is you own both. You own the cow and you own the fetus. What's the problem? I go to you and I say, give me 50 bucks. That's the chatzin nezek, $50. So the Mishnah says, I get 50 nezek from you and I get a quarter nezek from the baby. Oh, you get 75%? No, no, no. What it means is like this. I'm only getting 50%. If I get 50%, if the cow is valued at 50%, I'm going to get entirely 50% from the cow. If the cow is not worth it enough, I can then get up to 25% to supplement from the baby. You're not getting both. It means 50% or you could use the fetus to supplement 25% of the fetus to supplement to get me to 50%. But I'm not actually going to get 75%. That's the Gemara says. That's the, a much more simple uh, way to read the, read the mission. We'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. position.